friends and welcome to the first episode of the freezing nomad in 2019 it's been quite a while since i decided to uh, fire up the microphone and start talking to myself again <laughs> yeah you know the reason i stopped is because i realized how unhealthy it was to talk to myself <laughs> no but really um there just came to a point where i was getting overwhelmed with school and work and i just had to focus more on work, um, you know, the, the usual, the usual excuse that I like to throw out here. <laughs> All sarcasm aside, um, I really miss it. I miss podcasting, and I miss talking about the things that I've done in the Blizzard universe, and I've done quite a bit so far uh, in the four months that I haven't put out an episode. Uh, the biggest thing that I did and that I wanted to uh, brush up on was uh, Con Before the Storm. I was really excited to be there. I know it's quite a while to be talking about it you know now but it, it was a fun time it was a really fun experience and i'm really happy that medieval times decided to sponsor world of podcast um it was it was surreal being in the room in costume and seeing my friends podcast it was a lot of fun i met a lot of you out there um and, and i had a i had a blast i had a blast so i'm hoping to do it again this year if i have the uh, the time and the funds and all that good stuff but yeah, that was a lot of fun, and if you came up to me and said hi, hello, and thank you. <laughs> With that being said, let's go ahead and get this episode started. What have I been up to in the Blizzard universe? Um, well, I did my first raid today, on Sunday the 27th, with, uh, with my good pal Tucky Taco, who got me on his raid team. I had a freaking blast in that. I, I haven't raided since Warlords of Draenor, uh, and to tell you the truth, I've been really afraid to, to raid. I... I... It's so weird. I've developed this anxiety when it comes to playing online games. Um, I'm afraid of being called out or any of like that stuff. Like, oh, you're you're just a bad player. For some reason, it just it it, it scares me, and I don't know why. And I, I love playing competitive games, and the reason why I stopped raiding was because I didn't want to to be like the worst DPS or something, or be a healer and have somebody die or something my fault, and then like a whole bunch of people call me out. But I was in the Lagging Balls Discord, and I basically mentioned that, like, hey, I might want to start raiding again, like, any tips? And then Techie Taco was like an angel from the clouds and just reached down and said, my son, come to me. And I was like, yes, papa. And I just reached my hand out and grabbed his hand, and here we are. So the raid team already did a bunch of bosses before I decided to join. Um, so when they raid, it's 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. my time. So it's kind of difficult for me to to like wake up and just be like, uh, wake up. Um, I woke up around like 8.45 and I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can join. I want to try this out. So I quickly got up, made myself a cup of coffee, and I logged in and I got an invite. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Sweet. Logged into Discord, got on mic, and they're just like, all right, we got everybody here. Uh, who, who's Vagrant? And I was like, that'd be me. And Techie's like, that's my pal. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. It was it was fun. So the boss that they they were on, well, actually, I shouldn't even say they. They're my team now. <laughs> my team was on. They We were on Opulence. 
And, like, let's keep in mind, the last time I seriously raided was Warlord of the Draenor, but I used to be a raid leader in Burning Crusade, and raiding isn't new to me, but I was still really anxious because I was going in there as an enhancement shaman, and, you know, I'm surrounded by, like, demon hunters and warlocks and hunters who all know what they're doing, and I'm just like, I really this is not the class that i know how to play in and out but they were sitting there and explaining everything and i was just quickly reading through the rundowns which it was 100 percent my fault like i didn't do any practice whatsoever well no i went into lfr um to do like gahoon and all that like just just to know the button presses but i didn't do any reading beforehand so it, it was kind of my fault i shouldn't know what to do but through the quick rundown that i was given it, it wasn't too hard like at all like the the fight was straightforward so i went on the right side and there's like a boss um you know now that it now that i think about it some of you haven't even done bizarre lore yet so just quick rundown there is a um at least on the wing that i was on there is a a, 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 a golem thing who uh he runs through a hallway and as you dps him down he goes through different rooms um, and he has like three different attacks or four I think that are really deadly but the one that you want to avoid is like a, a flame circle it's like a half circle around him and you have to be standing behind him because um, if you take it to the face you're gonna die it just does way too much damage um, so when you go into this raid as the horde you turn into alliance and vice versa so I was a dwarf and I still couldn't well I couldn't figure out the um, like the hitbox because I'm so used to being a big buff orc, and I was like this little tiny dwarf. So when that boss started to uh, cast that flame thing, I was too far into the boss, like I was standing like right underneath his legs, and I died to it. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And the guy was like, yeah, that's that spell. But luckily I'm a shaman, and I just reincarnated and just, you know, woke up and started DPSing him again. After that, I didn't die to it again that entire fight. Um, at the end, I picked up the wrong gem. I didn't even know that there was going to be gems there. I just pick it up and I'm like, ah, what am I doing? Um, so we get to Opulence after clearing out that hallway. And as we're DPSing him, like the moment we start, he resets. And we're like, oh, no, what happened? Uh, yeah, he freaking resets on us. And then we just have to uh, do that whole fight again. Uh, but the, the fight was really straightforward. Like, it, it was super fun, super easy. It reminded me of like... Like, just, just an easy raid in Warlords. I, I really have nothing to compare it to. It was just easy. Or maybe it's easy for me because I, I can comprehend these things. I don't know. But it was fun. So, like, I, f I felt really useful because there's these ads that came out of him. And I could use my Capacitor Totem and throw it down and stun everything. And Frostbrand and Earthbind Totem. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something. This feels awesome. I had a good time. And at the end of it, I got a drop. I got, I got my first raid drop from Battle for Azeroth, or normal, but I got the little crown. I got, I got the crown, and it looked so funny once I got out of the raid and I saw it on my orc. My orc has a little mohawk, he has the crest, and he has a little, little crown on it. <laughs> it looks so silly. I had to go back to the to Orgrimmar and get a haircut, and now he has a top knot. And he's got like a little tiny crown sitting on top of his bald head. It was, it was just fun. Uh, but yeah, after Opulence, we tried the... Um, Oh, man, I really get a script or something, but the, the cultist things with the Paku and all that. Yeah, it was those three guys. Unfortunately, we couldn't pass that one. We wiped about like 15 times. No, was it 15 times? I don't know, but we, we wiped a lot. But each time we kept getting progressively closer. So it wasn't like 
I don't know how do you say like downtrodden like it this the air in the uh, the raid it everybody felt like it was kind of like we could do it we can totally do it but it just wasn't quite there and I feel like I was kind of at fault just because of my gear but I mean like they weren't really blaming me for anything which was really nice I didn't feel not included if that makes sense I just I, I felt like I felt included like I felt like I've been a part of the team the entire time like nobody told me like hey don't don't be talking while we're raiding or anything like that like I was doing like little minor call outs like there's a bird that flies around during that that like that fight and the raid leader marked different areas on the floor where the bird will land and when I noticed that nobody was calling out like oh he's going to square oh he's going to skull he's going to X uh, if nobody called it out, like, as he was about to land, I would just say it, like, uh, oh, moon. And then, like, you, you see the entire raid starting to move to moon. So, like, it was nice. Like, I felt included. And that that's perfect. That's so perfect for me. Because I didn't... I, it, it just it just took away all the anxiety that I had about raiding again. So, like, I, I'm, I'm reinvigorated now. Like, I'm, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Because I missed being a part of, like, a team in World of Warcraft. I missed feeling that. I thought all my enjoyment from the game was going to uh, to World Quest and just getting gear from that and just exploring the world. No, my, my enjoyment from video gaming itself is accomplishing something as a team. And, and it's always been that way for me. If, if I'm on a team and we accomplish something, like, or we beat something, then I feel awesome. It's it's just like that slap of dopamine. It, it, it felt so good. But just to circle it around like I just I, I had so much fun and I haven't had that much fun in WoW in a long time and it made me take a step back and try to think about it like and reapply myself to different games like maybe I should start forming groups for different games maybe I should start doing other things just get out of my comfort zone I uh, I started farming rep when the uh, the reputation game was like increased for for the week I did that and I went back on my death knight on the alliance side and I farmed rep for high mountain torn because I was halfway there. No more than end of the week I had high mountain torn. I was stoked for that. Um, and I, you know I made a druid. Have I played him yet? No. <laughs> I even got my magar orc. So I, I'm really excited to just start something new and try something else. Like a lot of podcasters or podcasts that I listen to say that like hey try something else are you bored of the games try something else just do something different you know break out of your comfort zone and I and I wanted to share that with you because I was afraid of raiding I was afraid of joining a team or anything like that because I was just anxious you know at the end of the day it is just a game but I don't want to feel crappy for playing a game if that makes sense like I just I, I I'm, and I'm afraid of that and by me taking these preemptive measures of not feeling harmed or feeling afraid or just protecting myself I've actually robbed myself of a lot of enjoyment and that's not that's not how I want to be feeling when I'm playing a video game I I want to have fun and let me tell you I had a ton of fun in fact, as soon as I stepped in, I got a message, whisper from my, my buddy Solified. He's like, dude, you're in the new raid. And I was like, I know, I just went in. And he's like, dude, you're going to love it. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's exciting and it's new content. It's it's it, This is the first time I've actually been up to date with the content in, in World of Warcraft raid. So I, I'm even more excited about that. 
So, hey, if you're feeling anxious about raiding or anything like that, I highly, highly, highly recommend just getting out of your comfort zone and doing a raid with, with some people that you know or joining one with a buddy that you know. I know looking for raid can be really, really, really intimidating because the people out there are just jerks. Try it with a friend. Try it with guildies. Try it with friends and family. Highly recommend that. Because let me tell you, they, they're not going to be mean to you. They're your buddies. <laughs> so yeah, try it out. Just try it. And let me know how that goes. I want to hear from you. I got to talk a little bit about Heroes of the Storm. I... <sighs> I was really upset with Blizzard. Just going to put it out there. I was extremely upset when I heard the HGC news. I'm not an HGC fan. I'm not huge on esports. I do like Los Angeles Valiant in Overwatch. You know, that stuff is cool too to me, but I'm not like 100% into it. But when I heard about HGC in December, like just going away for good this year, it I didn't care. But then when I started seeing the ripple effect that it had on on some teams and some casters, some professional players, I actually got sad you know like I, I i was like wow these people actually just found out that they lost their job like 15 days before christmas how terrible must that be you know even uh even jules does like hgc reporting and now she doesn't have that anymore you know so like it, it sucked but being a, a business person a marketing guy i understand like why some companies have to make the decisions that they do and sometimes those sound morally wrong morally gray some would say but it, it, it just sucks because it was a wake-up call reminding us all that, yes, Blizzard is a company that we love and adore, it's still a company at the end of the day. And mm, there was a lot of few choice words and a lot of people saying that this was Activision's fault, you know, when is Blizzard going to split from Activision, they already did that with Destiny, blah blah blah. You know, it, it's Activision Blizzard, they're a joint company now, it, it, Activision's not going anywhere. You know, and I'm not too well versed in the gaming industry and I don't want to speak out of turn but we just have to get over it you know Activision's going to, going to be there it's going to stay and we might as well accept it now um, but what we can continue doing is playing the games that we like and supporting those who create those games that we like and that's when I took the step back and looked at it and I thought to myself I don't play Blizzard games because I like the company like 100%, like I couldn't care less about a company. I care about the people who make the game. I have friends who make the game. You have friends that make the game. You you have friends in that company who listen to podcasts and smile and get happy knowing that we enjoy their work. Let's play it for them. Let, let's continue supporting them, you know, and, and through that we can support the company that way, but whatever. just. Next time you feel really crappy about a decision Blizzard is making, just remember their company and remember you have friends who work there and you want to support them. After that HGC announcement though, man, it just felt like a shift happened in like the quick match universe and the player base and everything like that. I was trying to play Heroes of the Storm after that announcement and it just felt like people were snooty. People were trying to coach people on how to play. Are you doing this wrong? Like it just—it felt like it was amplified to a ten, and it just—it sucked, man. And I—I I was feeling really downtrodden about Heroes of the Storm. That's my game, man. Like I know I talk about Overwatch a lot, but Heroes of the Storm—that's the game that I play like every single day. 
you know, I would stream that. And I, I don't know what it is about MOBAs, but I get like really like balls to the wall, like in it. And I, I get really frustrated if I die. Like, it's so weird, like how my brain shifts and like, ah, MOBA is life. But yeah, like, and I notice myself not enjoying the game as much as I wanted to. And I actually had to uninstall it because I found myself leaving matches. Oh my god, I I did that. I had to do it out of frustration because I found myself getting so frustrated to a point where the game was becoming unenjoyable and it was just bad. And I'm not saying this is the game's fault. This was 100% my fault. But at the same time, it just felt weird how the player base was just starting to point fingers and talking smack about Blizzard. Every time there was a death, it was like, thanks Blizzard. Like, come on, come on, guys! Like, that, that sucked. Like, that's it, not something I wanted to see while playing the game. Given I have played it this week and I did play it last week, and it has toned down a bit, but yeah, like it's it's it sucks with the whole HGC thing. And it, it was easy to say that Blizzard doesn't care about their game anymore. It, that's not even the case. It's just the HGC wasn't profitable, so they had to pull it. And that's that's all it is. It, Heroes of the Storm is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And they're still going to make great content. That Like Imperius is out now. That's a character a lot of people wanted. There's even changes being made now that are like for home now. Like now they can finally focus on the game and focus on what's fun rather than, hey, we need to change this because the pros are abusing this. I remember a while back I even said not every game needs to be an eSport. And... I may, mostly said that out of frustration of like what was happening in Heroes of the Storm. Like it was just, I, I remember playing Heroes like before, um, what do you call it? Ranks, ranks were out. Uh, I was playing in the preseason, and that was fun for me because I'm, I would like to consider myself an above-average player when it comes to to video games. And I was just wrecking faces, Li Ming, um, like and like I had fun doing that. Um, I, man, I. Sylvanas, I was playing a lot of her, and just the game was a lot, a lot of fun for me before I dove into the pro scene because now everybody was trying to be a pro. Everybody was knowing everything about what to do, counting down like timers and all this stuff. Like it, it just the game got way too serious. And does it sound like I'm happy that HGC is gone? I gonna I'm gonna admit like I am a little bit happy that it's gone because now they can focus on for uh, they can focus on people like me at home they can they can uh, make changes depending on like what's overpowered to the average player rather than what's overpowered in the hands of a pro player I don't know I I, I just could be blowing hot air but I I'm fingers crossed here that Heroes of the Storm is going to be a lot more fun now. Not that it wasn't before, but when, what I mean is like it's going to be a game that anybody can pick up at any skill level and play. I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, but at the same time I've also been playing a lot of Overwatch. Overwatch rolled out an update like I think about last week, and they nerfed armor. Before that they buffed McCree's Fan the Hammer. Uh, Reaper is just insane right now. He he heals 50% of the damage he does and it is so hard to kill Reaper right now. It's like almost it's kind of frustrating. But I also understand the changes in Overwatch. Um, a lot of people like a freaking lot, Reddit, forums, whatever. 
a lot of people complain about things in, in Overwatch, and then they go ahead and change it, and then they go, ah, oh, you don't care about the player base, look at what you're doing, how could you do this? And then Jeff's over here is like, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, I, I, I get the frustrations that some of the Overwatch team can face, and, you know, like, I had to stop and think about, about that when I started getting frustrated, like, oh my god, this Reaper change sucks. Before I started saying something like that to myself, I had to take a step back and be like, okay, no, it doesn't suck. In fact, this is actually good. This eliminates the GOAT strategy, which was super frustrating to play against. This makes sure that tanks aren't running over everybody. Tanks have to be careful now. You know, people have to heal. People have to be on top, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it's still a very <clears throat> kind of, it's a game that you have to think on your toes a lot. And that's the nice thing about Overwatch. It's not just a point-and-shoot, click-dead type of game like Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, it's it's a team game, and you have to play as a team. You know, like, um, what, what happened to me today to me? I was playing a competitive match, and it was going great. It was a it was a good match. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but there was a guy in our, on our team who had, like... It was very obvious that he was a Mercy-only player, because it was in his name. And some guy on our team picked bastion and then he stops in the middle of battle and he says you can continue playing bastion but just so you know i'm not going to heal you and i'm over here as anna like trying to heal the front line i'm like what <laughs> what do you mean you're not gonna heal him like people are like on the comms they're just like okay you don't have to heal him but at least damage boost him and he's like no like, he's being stubborn just because of this dude picked bastion and that bastion is the reason why we won the first point in the first place. I was like, what? Like, what's wrong with? What is wrong with you? Like, be a team player. Play the team game. Like, I, I don't get the thought process of some people. I used to play Team Fortress 2 back in the day, and like nobody had issues with like what you were playing. At least when I would play, you know, you could have like a bunch of snipers on one team, and yeah, people would complain like a little bit, be like, oh, we have too many snipers, but they wouldn't be like, I'm not gonna heal you because you're playing sniper. Like. It's team games, like play as a team. And it's not like the guy was refusing to only like to not play any other character. He was playing a character that worked for our team against their team. You know, and the guy was switching. Like he wasn't doing anything bad. In fact that one Mercy player stayed in spawn while they were taking second point on Volskaya, and we probably could have held the point. Maybe, just maybe fingers crossed, but there was a May and I got, I, I was trying to like get past the May and like I was trying to go on point and I was hoping the Mercy would like shift to me or something like that. I don't know, like do something instead of just standing there. And then people like started ragging on this Mercy and I defended them and I said, oh no, there was a May. Like it's okay, you know? But like to me nowadays, like when I play Overwatch, I do my best to try to defuse situations like when people are sitting there typing or doing anything like that or like to each other trying to be mean i always try to go on comms and just be like hey guys let's focus on the game now all right let's let, let's play the game okay you guys are mad at each other that's cool that's all right that's a normal human emotion let's 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 channel that to the enemy team like instead of me getting angry which i normally do which is unhealthy i already know I, I try to channel that energy and just try to make it a better experience for everybody else because I know what it's like to have a bad experience or I know what it's like to have a bad day and I don't want to put that on other people. But it gets very taxing and maybe I need to stop that. But, but who knows? Like I just I, I, All I know is that I want to play Overwatch and I want to have a good experience. 
and if if me telling someone that makes the match a better experience then it's worth it to me if if me stepping up and saying hey let's focus on the game if me doing that makes it a, a better day for me in gaming then i'm all for it you know and it, it's and I, I encourage others to do the same not straight up say like hey you're being a jerk um you suck don't do that just redirect all that angst and everything right back at the enemy team and just and stomp them i, I encourage you, you guys to try it do the same and there's also something else that i want to brush up on because i've 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 seen this and it it sucks um it's okay to call out people who are using triggering words um and you know what those are um i someone said something and I, I, I said, hey, let's not say that. And the guy's like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? Like, just, just something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And then someone else said, like, never let anyone else rob you from speaking. Paraphrasing again. Um, here's the thing. If what you say is extremely offensive to some people, um, sure, you may have the right to say something, but you don't. You, you, you still face the consequences of your actions. Um, where I'm getting at, I feel like we need to start calling people out when they're using um, some really offensive language. And you know what those words are. Um, and I've started doing it, and it's not an easy journey. But hey, if, if all it takes is one step, um, I'm all for it. I encourage you to do the same seriously like just just do it just be like hey that's not cool or hey let's not talk like that i'm not telling you to like just you know dox this person or anything don't do that please don't do that all i'm saying is just start stepping up you know if, if you see somebody being abusive to someone else just like hey that's not cool let's not talk like that let's play let's play the game we're all here to play a fun game let's let's do that especially in uh, in blizzard games like nothing nothing like that should really be allowed in here <laughs> well my friends that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the freezing nomad um it's it's been a pleasure of trying to get back into the groove of podcasting um my mouth is dry my nose is plugged from all the cat hair floating around we have uh, four cats now um we decided to take in that stray cat i posted about a, a while ago who's uh, a neighbor's abandoned him his name is pumpkin he is a, an orange cat and he's got green eyes, and he's very vocal. <laughs> um, he doesn't know how to use the litter box, which kind of sucks, so we have to let him outside to do his business. So, um, yeah, I have to go let him back in now. <laughs> he's, he's very shitty. I've been... Shitty, not the other word. <laughs> um, my nose is kind of stuffy. I have sound kind of stuffy because of that. But, hey, that's the price to pay to, to save a life. He's a wonderful cat, and my other cats seem to get along with him, so I'm happy about that. So I just wanted to sit here and uh, thank you for listening to this. I appreciate you downloading this and possibly getting excited that there's another episode of The Freezing Nomad. I appreciate all of you who have encouraged me to continue. Um, and I deeply apologize for, um, for being an irresponsible content creator. Um, at the end of the day, I have to focus on work. And I, I love doing what I do. Um, and I, I, I need 
I need to to work in order to live. So I, I, I apologize that that has to come first. I trust me. I wish I could stream all day. I wish I could podcast all day, but other responsibilities come first, like work and education. But please bear with me. I want to continue doing this, and these are not empty promises. It's a brand new year, and I look forward to what the future and this year has in store. Until next time, thanks for listening. The Freezing Nomad podcast uses sound, music, and art from Blizzard Entertainment, and no copyright infringement is intended. These items are used to commentate and entertain. The Freezing Nomad is not affiliated with Blizzard Entertainment, and views and opinions belong strictly to The Freezing Nomad. You can find more info about The Freezing Nomad on Twitter, at Freezing Nomad, and you may email your questions to perfectnomad at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and see you in-game.